Great. That's, um, am, I, am I on? That's on? Yeah? That's uh, wonderful to be with you. Um, well done for braving all the risks and hazards that we're made to feel we're just by living uh, and being here. There's, no, there's nothing like being there in person, is there? Where two or three are gathered in my name, there, there Jesus is in the midst. So it's just wonderful to see you. And, and sitting here in Sittingbourne, I'm not sitting actually, I'm standing here in Sittingbourne, the, I just feel full of faith for you this morning. I, I can just... I'm a person who tends to think down the road from where we're at. You know, I'm, I'm always down the road in my thinking. And I look at you and I can already see you buzzing with people who are not yet with you. You're, you're going to grow. You, I, I love to see the mix of ages here. All beautiful, wonderful. I'm really admiring Kai's hairstyle. I'm thinking, how can I transport that here? Um, just brilliant. Um, I want to talk around the name Sittingbourne this morning to cut to the chase. I, I, that's what I, I felt the Holy Spirit stirred me on. Um, and so I did my Google research, which is probably where my, most of my research takes place. And uh, you, you know this, but I'm running to catch up with you, that, <clears throat> that Sittingbourne's name came from the fact that there's, a, that there's a small stream, or as they used to call it, a bourne, B-O-U-R-N-E, that's running underground in parts of the town. You all knew that, didn't you? And as I read that, I just felt the Holy Spirit, and he still has, it, it stirred something in my heart for, for you. Um, it's a, I just love the thought of this clear living water running under your town, hidden and secret. And, well, it's not secret, we know it's there, but you can't see it. And, uh, well, I thought you going to bang me on the head with it. Um, <laughs> And so, Sittingbourne, a hamlet by the Bourne. It, it, it's just a, a wonderful thing. There's, there is, fl and it's flowing. It's still there, isn't it? It's still flowing. You think, how long has that been there? Flowing way, flowing uh, under this town. A, a source of life, so powerful, just running anonymously and hidden. I, 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 that, that does something in my spirit. And I cannot help but feel, and I do feel, that that's got something to say to us as a church here. That the Holy Spirit... Often you find in Scripture, we haven't got time to elaborate, but often the names of people and places are significant to their destiny and all of that. Um, very, very significant. Um, so I, I, I believe that it, it has something to say to us about the work of the Holy Spirit, the importance of the work of the Holy Spirit in you as a company of people. And it's good for me to remind you of what you know, because I think the modern church has become quite neglectful, again, of the person of the Holy Spirit. We've had various renewals over the years. We've had charismatic renewals. Back at the turn of the last century, there was the Pentecostal outpouring. But we're living in another downturn of attention to the Holy Spirit. And, and you and I know that without the Holy Spirit, nothing real and lasting is going to happen. But there is the life of the Spirit that's running underneath the, the floor of this, this town. And I felt, I felt God saying, really, it, okay, so it's, it's going to be a work of the Holy Spirit, but it may, it may not be outwardly loud or flashy what God does with you. You know, it's it, it sort of running along, powerfully and hidden, um, it will be quietly powerful. Sittingbourne used to be a stop-off place, didn't it, for pilgrims on the way to Canterbury. 
And, and so this was a place of hospitality, a place of service. It, it's been a place of supply, and it's a place of refreshment. And I, th I think you're going to be that in the spirit, that you're going to be a place of service, a, a place of supply, that you're going to feed into God's work in other places, maybe, you know, maybe bigger, flashier places, but you're going to be this, this, this watercourse of, of life. And under the heading, the hidden place, thinking of this hidden stream, this bourne, the power of God rests on things done in secret. I'm just thinking of the whole biblical testimony here. Again and again, you see God moves in power on things that happen in secret and not, not public. And I think it's topsy-turvy to the way we like to work. But I'll, I'll try to flesh this out for you. So... As you learn to walk in the Spirit, things like prayer, fasting, Jesus drew attention to these things and, and heard that you've got plans even this coming week. Prayer, fasting and giving, loving acts of charity, Jesus spoke about in, on the Sermon on the Mount. And he said in Matthew 6, verse 4, he says, Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. It's the things done in secret that's got God's gets God's eye, and it's the things done in secret that he'll reward you for. David learned to kill the lion and the bear in secret with nobody to applaud him before ever he killed Goliath. He would never have killed Goliath unless he'd had that secret walk with God. Secret. The, the river of life flows best in the place of humility. And that's a bit of an old-fashioned word these days, isn't it? You don't often hear about humility in modern society. Um, the trouble is we're, we're most impressed by high-profile things, aren't we? We're truthful. We're, we're impressed by razzmatazz, by high-profile. We've been discipled by the media to celebrate, you know, the, the celebrity culture and and fame is wonderful. And, and yet God works in the secret place, in this underground river stream that's running under your town. Humility, um, what do you think of when you think of humility? It's not that a Uriah Heap thing, uh, if any of you are familiar with Uriah Heap, the sort of cringing, I'm a worm. It, it's not thinking less about yourself, that, that's destructive, isn't it? I mean, we're made in the image of God. We ought to at least be glad about that, wouldn't we? Um, we're, we're sons and daughters of God. Humility is not thinking less about yourself. It's thinking less about yourself. <laughs> Do you understand the difference? It's, it's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking less about yourself. Your mind is, is turned outwards to, to others. Isaiah 57, verse 15, it says... For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place and also with those who are contrite and humble in spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. That's a wonderful promise, isn't it? The kingdom, as I said, it's topsy-turvy to the world's way of thinking. We, we think we need to impress God to get his attention. And it, all we need is, is to have soft, responsive hearts. To have soft, responsive hearts and be dead to that, that thing, ego. 
And I know you've got one because I certainly have. You know, it, it's, it's daily I have to put to death my ego. It's to have a soft and responsive heart, to have an obedient, contrite heart before God. And this almighty, high and lofty one is comfortable to dwell with me intimately when we walk in humility, doing things that are for his eyes only. That's powerful, and, and that is the power of your church here. That's going to unleash incredible power into this community. I believe that. Under the heading, Under the Radar, um, so, so much of the biblical drama, and again, time doesn't allow, but I'll just pick out a few examples. So much of the biblical drama happens under the radar. You understand that expression? Sort of, you know, <laughs> during the war, they'd, airplanes would fly underneath the, the radar so they wouldn't get detected by those who'd shoot them down. We like publicity, but, but Jesus did as much as he could secretly. It was unavoidable that the crowds would gather because of the wonders that he did. But the time and time again, he'd say, don't tell people. He just healed someone. Don't tell people. Um, he would go to people round corners and pray for them. I mean, if I was raising the dead now, I'd want to have a load of balloons with me and I'd want the BBC to follow me around and people to be, you know, Gordon, will you write a book as I do it? You know, but, but Jesus was, don't tell people. Don't tell them. You must remember those instances. <laughs> you think of, I think one of the most dramatic things to me that happened in the Bible is when those shepherds, just a load of smelly, motley shepherds out in the field somewhere outside Jerusalem, they were minding their own business with a load of bleating sheep. And suddenly the whole sky was lit up with countless angels. Can you, well, we can't imagine it, can we? And... Uh, but that, that, did, that just happened to a few shepherds. Um, we think of Jesus' resurrection appearances. You'd think that Jesus would want to parade himself around Jerusalem before everybody, wouldn't you? But he only appeared to select people. It, it, God acts in hidden ways. His ways are different to ours. The power of God is done in secret, in the path of humility. Okay? Um, and, I mean, it was the devil, wasn't it, who tempted Jesus to show off his power um, by jumping off the temple. <laughs> but that's, that's not, God's, not God's way. Didn't, didn't Jesus teach us that the kingdom of heaven is like a little yeast? Just a little yeast. A little yeast hidden, hidden in some dough. That was one of Jesus' story. What's the kingdom of heaven like, Jesus said? You know, it, it's not like a roaring tumult of an army. It's like a little bit of yeast. Hid and not just a little bit of yeast, but it's hidden little bit of yeast. And he goes on, even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. And so as we walk in this humility and secrecy with God, it affects you know, in your situation, the whole town. What you do in secret can affect the whole community. It's, it's powerful. Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven, it's like treasure hidden in a field. You get the point of what I'm saying. He said it's like seeds buried in the soil. <laughs> the sower went forth to sow, just burying seeds. So what God does in secrecy is so powerful. Uh, I was reminded that the name Paul, I mean, I 
who's the most powerful Christian who's ever lived? Well, Paul's got to be among them, hasn't he? And his name, Paul, means small and humble. There's, there's something in that, isn't there? Small and humble, powerful, and yet, you know, we're still reading Paul today, 2,000 years later, aren't we? Thinking of Jerusalem, Jerusalem never had a big river. You think of some cities, you know, like the London's got the Thames, you, you think of the big broad river like the Tigris or, or um, the Nile in, in Egypt. Jerusalem never had a river. All, all Jerusalem had was a little spring called the, the Gihon Spring. It, it, it's, its supply of water came from underground. It's just like Sittingbourne. Um, and, under, and this underground source of water, it, it made it possible to have a city there. And that, that, that little humble underground spring coming through the limestone that Jerusalem's built on is meant that city's been there for thousands of years. Just imagine what God will do here. I mean, I don't know how long it'll be before Jesus comes. But this, this what you are building here is going to be here for the distance, isn't it? And it's going to spread and it's going to multiply. You're so important because you're, you're like that seed of the kingdom. You're like that little bit of leaven. Don't, don't get discouraged if you look around and think, well, we're not hundreds. That is not a problem to God. In fact, that is how he works. That's how he works. Um, this, so, I mean, this city, Jerusalem, it became God's headquarters on planet Earth. It's where his temple was built. It didn't have the humanly flashy river, but it was so powerful. And uh, what I'd say to you is, and I say this believing that you will grow. I, haven't, I really do believe you will grow. In fact, I speak it out over you in the name of Jesus, you will grow. I pray in the name of Jesus, you'll release growth here. People being saved. I pray you all get involved in baptising people. Anyone like to be baptising people? In, in Dipping in the water with them? And... Uh, that God has no problem with little churches. He just wants more of them. He just would like more of them. I, I mean, maybe God's heart for us is not to keep growing churches of hundreds and hundreds, but to have loads of churches of sort of 40, 50, with people really discipling one another, multiplying, multiplying. I personally find that quite exciting, that, that concept. Under the heading of the river of God, just again, just building on this thought of this, this sitting born, this, um, this, this water that's somewhere in your town running, I'd love to know where it is. It's under the high street, there you go. It's um, Psalm 46, verse 4, because you were looking at Psalms this morning. It says, verse 4, there is a river, you know this one by heart, don't you? There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God the holy habitation of the Most High. And so this river of life which, which flows in hiddenness is almighty, it's gentle. And maybe you need a touch of that this morning because I don't know about you, but it can make you feel quite jaded, can't it, this, this pandemic? Um, anyone a little bit hacked off with the pandemic? Sort of... <laughs> Anyone need like a little bit of joy and refreshing, even at the edges of your life? Yeah? Not just me. This, this wonderful 
river of God that, that brings joy and gladness to us. That It's the very life and presence of God. And it's running under our feet right now. We, we can't exaggerate the importance, can we, of drinking from this river? And again, I think it's not automatic. The Holy Spirit, because he always looks away from himself and speaks of Jesus, we can ignore him, but it's a mistake. We, Jesus said, whoever's thirsty, let him come to me and, and drink. That's something you have to do, isn't it? I, I, I'm very grateful for my drink and thrilled to hear about this excitement about the cake this morning. That was, uh, that was really gripping. <laughs> but I, that drink didn't jump off the table into my mouth. And we, we're, we can be very lazy about that with the Holy Spirit. Being a spirit-filled Christian is something you have to be intentional about. Anyone like to be a spirit-filled Christian? You want, anyone would like to be moving in miraculous power? Words of prophecy for your neighbours, for the church here. Healing, supernatural wisdom, supernatural knowledge, understanding, revelation. Um, I, I absolutely believe in these things, don't you? That, that God could be doing miracles here this morning. But we, we need to be a people who step into this this river. We need to actually ask God to fill us with his Holy Spirit. We need to learn to walk in the Spirit, like the Scripture tells us. It's something we need to, as Christians to learn to do. And it's not automatic. Not every Christian is Spirit-filled. Have you noticed that? And there are times when I leak badly. Sure, I'm not the only one. It's not automatic. We need to come to our own Gihon, which is, which is Jesus. So in conclusion, because I'd, I'd, I'd love to just pray for us if you'll let me. I, I think Sittingbourne's a great name. So when, whenever I think about Sittingbourne, I'm going to be thinking about this bourne. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I was, this bourne that's running under your high street. Just a secret hidden supply, but it's been there hundreds, maybe thousands of years. It's awesome, isn't it? And we have this river of God, which you can't see, you know, so many of the things that make us powerful, we can't see. There, there are angels here with this morning. I wish we could see them. That would be really neat, wouldn't it? Or we might all run out screaming like schoolgirls. I don't know. Um, we might be terrified, mightn't we? But uh, I'd like the chance to find out. But these things are powerful. So how about taking an unhurried moment just to ask, ask him to come? If you're at home now, you can do it at home because the Holy Spirit is there where you are, but it, who, who would like God to just refresh their hearts? And you know, He might come to us in such an understated way. It doesn't matter. I believe He hears our prayer, doesn't He? And and uh, wh when was the last time you prophesied? When was the last time you brought a tongue? When you were gathered together, or brought an interpretation, or? laid hands on a sick person and saw them recover. I, I, I long for those things to be happening more and more and more, don't you? Yeah? Encourage me by agreeing with me. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with me, it's so encouraging. <laughs> Thank you. How about, can I invite you to stand up? Is, are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to stand up? In, in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13 it says, For in one spirit we were all baptised into one body. This is what 
happened to us when we came to Christ. Whether we're Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink. We were made to drink of one spirit. This one spirit. We were made to drink of one spirit. So I'll pray and I'll ask, I'll ask Trisha if she will to pray. Is that right, Gordon? So I don't know how you do it in sitting, born in Tumbridge, but we sort of often put our hands out. Um, it's a biblical Jewish way of praying. You don't have to, but... Father God, I thank you for this, this exciting company of people. I thank you that we're, I'm looking at the seeds of a, a church of, of hundreds, Lord, of colour, life, community, marriages, funerals, babies being born, generations to come. Lord, this is just the beginning work. This is, this is just the early, early days. But I thank you for these dear people. And I thank you for this river whose streams make glad the city of God. And, and I pray some, for some of that miraculous power to touch us afresh this morning. We, I pray you will impart something to us. You might want to put your hand on your heart. Oh God, just impart something afresh to me this morning. If you've got a family member or someone you're allowed to touch, you could even put your hand on their shoulder and pray for them. I think you're allowed to do that. Just come, Holy Spirit. We just give a moment to this. It's, we always rush. Just come, Holy Spirit. I pray if there's any, any hint of depression or sadness, disappointment, bereavement, grief, whatever. Lord, if any of us are, are just disappointed somehow, I pray you'll turn it to excitement, Father. I pray, Holy Spirit, you will come on individuals here, and I pray some of them you will turn into lightning rods of your power. Father, I pray there will be some here who pop and explode when we come into the presence, Lord. I pray, I pray for those who will grow in the ability to hear your voice and share it into the, into the congregation. Father, let that river run. Uh, I, I pray, Father, I pray even now, this, this morning, for the river of life to bring healing to the sick. Lord, any, any of you are troubled with sickness, Lord, those who are perhaps longing for, for childbirth or longing for, for healing, longing to be free of pain, who need fresh injection of hope, I pray, Holy Spirit of gladness, that you will come and begin to pour into their hearts. Father God, I pray you would take away any sense of drudgery and duty out of our Christian walk. I pray you'll, you'll take away any sense of just, oh, here, been there, done that. I pray for the renewing work of the Holy Spirit in this congregation. Touch those at home right now, Lord. Father, I pray people would tangibly know you're with them when they pray. I pray when people open their Bibles at home, they will feel your spirit. God.
God, I, I, I will bless you right now, all of you lovely people. In the name of Jesus, be healed, be glad, and, and, and uh, in, <laughs> if I can say it reverently, go forth and multiply. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I was going to get Trish to pray. Most important bit.
not just for us to feel blessed, but to reach out to each other and to reach out to our communities in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tricia. Thank you, David. Should we put our hands together for Tricia, David? Brilliant. And what we're, we're just going to draw things to a close now. I'm aware some of you parking might be a bit tight. I just want to read a tweet. So for those of you at home, we're just going to disconnect in a moment. But um, a friend of ours, uh, Clyde Thomas, he leads a church, a victory church in Cumbran, just saw a tweet this morning that he uh, posted and just uh, thought I'd just share it quickly. Prayer in the Spirit expressly praying in tongues is the key to supernatural breakthrough faith and boldness pray in tongues more than your own language and watch what happens to your prayer life and your intimacy with God and so just I was really reminded as Trisha was encouraging us to pray uh, whether that be in the quietness of your own room or whether that be together when we're together or something we want to do is stir up that gift often the overflow of that is in a breakout of the spirit and so for those of you who have joined us from home, I hope you've had a wonderful morning with us. It's been great that you've been able to join us. Uh, we're here again next Sunday, so you can find us on Facebook or via our website. 10 o'clock-ish starts. If we click on from 10, then we'll start not long after that. Uh, it all depends on how quick we can get everyone in the room here uh, as, as to the time that we start. And for those of you who are here, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're really, really encouraged that you're here. And uh, if we can pray for you in any way, whether that be for you guys at home or you, those of you here, get in touch with us, let us know. And uh, if there's anything that you're going through, particularly if you're further afield and you haven't got a local church to connect in with, you're very welcome to join us online. But we'll try and hook you up with a local church uh, that's kind of in the same flow of the river, as using David's analogy as us. And so we'll, we'll try and help you with that. Um, so King Jesus, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for our dear friends and the encouragement that they brought us in the spirit, Lord, we do thank you for, for that flowing river that is all of our inheritance. We all want to move in that river and be found drinking deep um, and, and being renewed and restored and strengthened in the flow. And so, Lord, would you use us mightily this week, we pray, to testify and to share of these great deeds that you're doing today. And, uh, Lord, we, we want to glorify you in what we do. Amen. Amen. Well, see you later, guys. We're going to say goodbye now. Everyone here, can you say quietly goodbye? Don't shout out. Bye. Great, cheers guys. And uh, for those of you who are here, we're going to just leave a wet wipe on each of the table. It would be really helpful if you could just wipe the table down and put your empties in the bin on the way out. That would be amazing. We'd really appreciate that. And as we leave, can you not start talking around tables? We're not allowed to do that. Um, but if you want to go outside in the open air, whatever you do out there is fine. But please don't block the entrance to the costa. We've had that for a couple of weeks. It's just a bit awkward for our customers. Thanks very much, guys, and we'll see you next week. Cheers.